0: Hello and welcome to Audiobooks All Day Podcast. My name is Jeff. And my name is Kevin. And today we are going over Mistborn, The Final Empire.
1: Alright everybody, I have to tell you, I could not be more excited today to talk to you about Mistborn. This is one of my favorite books in one of my favorite series by one of my favorite authors. Now, I know we've recommended a lot of books so far that we've done, but to me, so far what we've done, this is my favorite book. I love this book, and if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it, but let let me tell you a little bit about it. It was written by Brandon Sanderson, who, like I said, was one of my favorite authors. This book was published in 2006. It was his first major novel that was published, not his first one written, But we'll get to those books later. The book is kind of long. The book is about 24 and a half hours listening to it. But I promise that it's worth it. But before we hop into that, Jeff, why did you read Mistborn?
0: I read Mistborn because you have such a passion for Mistborn. Uh, I love books that build a universe. That essentially take you to this place that doesn't exist except in an author's imagination. And not only are they able to... Introduce you to this world, but it's actually cool and it makes sense, and they stay true to different things. Like when 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 an author introduces something, they're able to stay consistent through. I think that that's super important. And bottom line is is that this book for Kevin met all of that criteria, and so it was pretty natural that I wanted to then hop in and and read it. And I must say, I was not disappointed. Yeah, for me for me it was the same thing. It was it was recommended to me by a bunch of people. And like
1: Jeff said, I love when they create a universe. I love when I can step into a book and I'm just somewhere else. I love the detail. I love everything around me. I love it to be so thought out and consistent. And it just really brought me in. So before you really understand Mistborn, I need to tell you a little bit about something called the Cosmere. So Brandon Sanderson has created something called the Cosmere. The Cosmere is essentially, I'm kind of giving, you know, the quick version. It's essentially a galaxy. Which a, with a bunch of different planets. Each of these planets has something called a shard on it. A shard is part of a god. And what that shard does is what this, you know, this demigod essentially does is it allows the people there, some of the people in whatever world it is, to access a power. Now that power can be manifest in many different ways. In Mistborn, it's through the ingestion of metals. So what uh, some of the people will do, they're called um, mistings or mistborn, people who have the ability to use a power. Now uh, these people, they ingest a certain metal and it allows them to have an ability, whether it's super strength, or they'll be able to pull metals towards them or push them away, or they're able to hide themselves or detect other people with these abilities. There are a lot of different abilities and right now in mistborn, there are 10. That it, the story starts where there are ten. So in order to really understand the book, we're going to get now into the book. There are three people you have to know who they are. The first one is the Lord Ruler. Now, the Lord Ruler is essentially God. Now, he's not the demigod I was speaking about earlier, but rather he is somebody. He's a Mistborn, which means he has the ability to access all of the powers of the metals. A misting can only have one, but the Lord Ruler can access all the powers of the metals and he is all powerful. He can access all these powers and he's lived for over a
0: thousand years. The Lord Ruler has totally taken over the world essentially by force. And so by the time you get into the book, he is like the mainstay of society. People don't remember what it's like without him. People don't know what it would be like Um, looking forward in the future without him. Like, the Lord Ruler really does dictate kind of everything for these people. Exactly,
1: He, he is everything. And he's divided everybody into two classes of people. There's the noblemen, and the noblemen also have the power of either being a Mistborn or a Misting. And then there's the Ska. The Ska are everyone else, they're the common people, they don't have those abilities. But when a noble person and a Ska, you know, if they were to have a child, that child, while still being half Ska, could have those abilities. And that's what brings us to the other two characters who are half Ska, which are essentially the slaves, and half noble person Vin and Kelsier. Kelsier is a Mistborn, so he's access to all the abilities. He's so mad because he was a con man, and the Lord Ruler essentially killed his wife. Now, there's a lot more detail in there, but I'm just giving you, you know, kind of the basics and uh, Kelsier is super angry, and he wants to take down the Lord Ruler. And then you have Vin, who is a, a street urchin, and Kelsier finds her and is kind of adopts her and finds out that she as well is a Mistborn. Now, almost the entire book takes place in a place called Luthadel, which is a giant city. It's the capital. It's where the Lord Ruler is. Really, the, the first part of the book is Kelsier finds Vin, and discovers that she's a misborn, and he t- takes her under her wing, under his wing, and starts to teach her how to
0: be a misborn and what to do. At this point, she joins this group, but immediately they start having some issues. So there are these really bad dudes called the Inquisitors, and so the Inquisitors are essentially really strong Mistings, um, like they have the power to burn a metal, but they're still not you know, necessarily as strong as a Mistborn. But they immediately start going and encountering these different Inquisitors, and it starts to become a real big issue. The reason it's really becoming an issue and why they're having so many problems is because they've decided
1: they're going to take down the Lord Ruler. And they start putting in, in, together, putting in place all these plans to overthrow him. A lot of awesome stuff happens that we don't have time to cover, but it essentially ends where Kelsier... Let's he just defeated one of the inquisitors, and this was a really big bad inquisitor, and it was really amazing. And then the Lord Ruler comes out, and he hadn't been seen in a really long time, and he kills Kelsier because of that. Because of the plans that they laid, they had it so the Ska were able to rise up and pretty much attack all the noble people and try to take back Luthadel. Within all this, Vin ends up killing the Lord Ruler. As she kills the Lord ruler, he says something really, really interesting. And it is kind of the quote that kind of leads us into the next book. He says, all right, he says, you don't know what I do for mankind. I was your God. Even if you couldn't see it by killing me, you have doomed yourselves. End quote. For somebody who's pretty much all powerful,
0: that is some pretty ominous crap right there. Yeah. And if you think about it, because from his perspective, he's built this world into what it is. And now without him, now there's a whole lot of issues, not only like governmental, um, but all the way down to individual societies. How then now, you know, what's the social strata like? How do people interact with each other? There's all these questions. And to kind of step into my takeaways with the book um, is that first, I loved how it leaves you like that. I really did. I thought that that was amazing as it just kind of upended everything. Uh, and they got really far in this book. We're going to be covering Aragon pretty soon. And kind of spoiler alert, I really loved Aragon, But one thing that I didn't like as much is that they didn't quite get as far. But in this first book, you know, in this trilogy, because it is a trilogy, um, she's already defeated the Lord Ruler. So really already the big bad guy is now taken out and then you're really going into the second book like, well, what is going on? Because if if you go into a second book and the big bad guy isn't dead, then you know that the second book, they will probably be still after that big bad guy. Yeah. You know? And most likely they will be after that big bad guy till the end book, which is kind of the story of the inheritance cycle, which is in Aragon. And so that's something I really liked about this book is it's pretty ambitious. I mean, they got rid of the big bad guy and then it's like, oh, now what? And having to deal with all those issues. I also loved uh, how the heroes were, while they were altruistic, they weren't perfect. There's a lot of books written about revolutions, which this is one of them. I think that that's a theme of a lot of different books and some that we'll cover here. And, but this one, it's awesome because they are coming at it from a good perspective. Like they want good things to happen as a result of the revolution, but they still have to deal with all of the baggage that comes with a revolution. So, Kelsier dies and, you know, he's essentially elevated to this hero status. And in our culture, in America at least, we are all about heroes. We love a good hero. And sometimes we elevate heroes maybe even more than they should be, into kind of almost a supernatural position. Some people obviously deserve it. Some people maybe not. And if we were to have met them at the time or even have seen their deeds, maybe we would be a little bit less impressed than we are with the legend of them. And so something I like is that he talks about that. You know, that's what happens with Kelsier. You know, he's now elevated to this supernatural position. And I just like how real it is. And they're, you know, they're starting to, even at the very end of the book, deal with this question of, oh my gosh, What now? Which is what makes the second book so cool. Yeah, I mean, you have this whole thing. All right, you killed your god.
1: Now what do we do? Because there's still a lot of cities with a lot of noblemen and a lot of dangerous people who want to kill you. And now you just killed your main line of defense. And that's great because it was oppressive. But now what the heck do you do? You know, I, it's just, I, I love, like Jeff said, I loved the ending. It was just like, it was primed for a second book. It would have been a crime if there wasn't another one. But another thing that Jeff mentioned that I love, I love the magic system. Now, I'm very picky about a few things, and I'm not picky about a bunch of stuff with books, but a few things I'm very picky about. The thing I'm pickiest about is magic. I love a good magic system, but it has to make sense, it has to have like it has to have consistency and it has to have a very easy and normal progression for what the heck is happening. And that's something I love about Alamancy, which is the, what the what the magic is called. Now technically there are two other um, two other magics in this book called hemolurgy and fercomie, which the old Lord Ruler also had that's why it was so strong. You know, we're not going to get into that right now. If you do want us to get into it, shoot us an email or hit us up on social media and let us know. And we would love to get that information to you. But the magic system is just so cool because you take a medal and you have this power. And it, so much of the book is Kelsey, are teaching Vin how to control this. And it's, it's not all flowers and roses. You know, like Jeff said, the characters are not infallible. And that's, that's another thing that's really so fun about this book is that the characters are really flawed, which actually makes them v- way more relatable than characters who are near perfect who make a mistake. There is a difference between a fallible character and a near perfect character that makes a mistake.
0: And it very much feels like these are real people. I think ultimately that this series, the Mistborn series, and Brandon Sanderson are super underrated in terms of the fan fiction community, and I think that there are people that are right now trying to make it to be more popular, Uh, but I I hope that these become big classics, and I hope that you listening will take a chance to read it. I know we've only kind of hit the surface level, but uh, we loved it, and we would definitely encourage you to go out and read it. Yeah, we loved it, and we hope you
1: love it too. And if you are or know Brandon Sanderson, forward him this to him and let him listen to it and have him reach out to us. We would love to sit down and talk with him, talk with him on the phone, or just even just let him know how much we loved his books. But thank you all so much for joining us. And don't forget to live your story.
0: We decided after ending the episode that we weren't quite done yet we decided that we needed to talk more about the metals because we thought that you would want to know more about them. So as Kevin mentioned, what you do is you take a metal and then you eat it and then you can choose to either burn it then or burn it later. So all that essentially means is that somehow inside of yourself, you make a chemical reaction go and then you get heightened powers. And the first one that we're really introduced to is copper and copper actually helps you to hide allomantic pulses, which means that you are, people won't be able to tell if you are burning copper that you are burning any metals. So you could be burning copper and you could be burning something else and nobody would be able to tell that you were burning other metals. And I think that that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that, that's really cool. In fact, they actually use um, somebody who uses copper, a copper misting throughout the book to help hide their group and, and every metal has an opposite. So copper hides the pulses. Bronze is a different one where you get to hear the allomantic pal- pulses. So that, those are seekers. So you, somebody who is trying to hide, you can't, you can be hidden from a seeker. But if you're a seeker, you can be like, you'll boss, that guy, he's a, he's, he can burn metals. You know, you're able to find them. And if you're really good, you might even be able to tell what they are.
0: And another one of those little duos is iron and steel, which pushes, iron pushes on nearby sources of metal, which, you know, like if somebody is, you know, either a physical thing or if somebody's burning metal, you can like push them away. Um, Whereas steel, you pull it towards you. So, you know, you have the push and the pull, which is really, really important in the book um, of being able to actually distinguish that. Yeah. And that, these are actually some of the coolest
1: and most dangerous abilities. So... If you can pull and push metal, then, you know, you can pretty much throw anybody who's wearing metal and any piece, any tiny piece of metal that is not embedded in somebody. So if it's like an earring or it's embedded somebody, you can't move it. Um, But if it's just metal, you can pretty much anything becomes a weapon and they actually, they use iron to fly. So it's like super awesome. So you like put metal on the ground or you take a coin and, you know, it's called coin shooting and you shoot a coin to the ground. And when you press against it because, the, you know, you can't
0: push the ground, it pushes you up. So it's super, super cool because they get to fly. Yeah, one of my favorite ones is tin uh, because it increases your senses. So, you know, if you're like sneaking around and you start burning tin, then, you know, your senses start to increase. Although something, you know, and you kind of learn this as you kind of go on in these books, if you start burning any metal for too long, it actually starts to change your physical uh, nature. Like you essentially start to evolve. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you burn, for example, tin too much, then you will start to have increased heightened sense. It's almost like a drug, right? If you, you know, if you only do it once in a while, then it works really, really well. But if you burn it for a longer periods of time, then it almost starts to become a part of you. And Mm -hmm. I think that one of my other ones is pewter. And that's because it just, you know, essentially makes, you know, increases your physical abilities. Just makes you a better all around fighter when you're dealing with people, and like it
1: makes it so like also you can withstand injuries better, and it's kind of one of those things that pewter is one of those ones um, that if you can burn pewter, people end up doing all the time, and a lot of people actually die because they get injured, and then they don't don't know. Yeah, like it's like oh I'm bleeding and I didn't even know, you know. So it's uh, a lot of people die using pewter, but also they kill a lot more people, and another. Uh, kind of duo and you can see how that's a duo. It's like it increases the senses and the other ones the physical abilities That's kind of you know, they're opposites the other duo that's super cool is brass and zinc and Brass can like dampen or soothe emotions The people are called soothers So it's like if you're really angry they can kind of calm you down not necessarily change your emotions, but just extort them in some way so um, a soother using brass can dampen your
0: emotions And a person burning zinc, a rioter, will inflame your emotions. And Kevin, uh, you know, obviously we can go into the rest of them and we probably should, but do you want to tell us a little bit about the 11th medal? So in the beginning, uh, you were telling us that there were 10 medals uh, that were really core. Do you mind kind of telling us the significance of that 11th medal? So the whole kind of reason
1: that Kelsier and his group feels like they can take down the Lord Ruler is because they feel like they have discovered what is called the 11th medal. It's a medal that nobody has. And it's a medal that is, you know, legend is that will help them destroy the Lord Ruler. So Vin actually uses the 11th medal um, when she's facing down the Lord Ruler. So she starts fighting the Lord Ruler and realizes there is no way I can defeat this guy.
0: Yeah, which made me think at the very beginning, like, oh, they're not going to have this resolved. Because, you know, she is obviously so much stronger uh, and she's just never going to be able to beat him. And so she burns
1: this 11th medal. It's like, this is the thing that's going to be him. And it's super crazy. Kind of what happens. All she does is she sees his past and kind of different parts of what the Lord ruler's past is. Now she learns in his past of who he was, like, And that she finds out in that moment that he is also a chemist. So a thing about chemists is that they, instead of by um, ingesting metals and then burning the metals to use power, they put metals into their bodies and then they use those metals and they store their energy into those metals. Now, she realized that he's also a chemist. So what she does is she's able to take away his... Uh, fairchemy medals, which essentially decreases his power, which decreased all of his life that he'd been storing up. And now it's gone, and he, that's how he dies. Because she realizes by looking into his past, she realizes that he's a fairchemist. And by understanding that he's a fairchemist, she's able to take away
0: his fairchemy medals, which then leads to him dying. Which is kind of interesting because she doesn't overpower him. Like, he was a lot stronger than her, but she was able to, you know, use that 11th medal. Uh, Which initially when she burns it and when it doesn't like do anything or make her super strong, you're like, oh, you know, like this whole thing that they believe the whole entire time that this was going to be the game changer, which it turned out to be the game changer, but not in the way that you're thinking. So I thought that that was super cool. And uh, what we wanted to do was to give you a little bit more of an overview of those metals. And uh, if you have more questions, please, like Kevin said earlier, please let us know. We love this stuff and we'd love to nerd out with you all day. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and don't forget to live your story. All right.